As far as I know, there are only three things that every human being on planet Earth has to interact with on a regular basis, or at least at some point in their life. You ready for them? Number one, other people. Number two, your own health. And number three, money. Money is one of those pervasive topics that we all have to deal with, and especially business owners. And here's the problem. If you're applying everything that I'm teaching here week in and week out and doing it, you will build wealth. You will make more income. You will have more money to manage. And that won't help you if you don't know what to do with that money. Now, I've covered a lot of the what to do's. Today, I want to cover the five biggest money mistakes that I see business owners making. Let's unpack these mistakes, not to shame you, but to just clean up a little bit of a mess so that you can have a healthier financial base so that you can actually go out and live that life you want to live and enjoy the money that you have. So let's walk through these five mistakes and see if there's not at least one of them that you're making that we can sort of plug that hole in your ship so you'll be on your way to enjoy the life and business you've built. Let's discuss. Welcome to episode 175 of The Graham Cochran Show, where I'm here to help you build your online business, work less, and live and give more. I'm your host, Graham Cochran. How are you doing today? Hope you are doing well. Hey, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, thanks for tuning in. I always appreciate if you like the show, leave a review on Apple Podcasts. That means a ton of so many five-star ratings from so many of you. Let me know that you're enjoying the show, what you're getting out of it, what you want to see in a future episode. And if you're watching the show here on YouTube, I appreciate you as well. You can always comment below and let me know what you're liking, what you want to see more of as well. We're going to talk about money today, super practical, but before we dive in, some of you are new around here, and if you need to start making money quickly so that you can have money with which to manage and you're ready to pivot or at least build that passive income stream and sort of branch out from the current thing you're working on, well, I've got just the thing for you. It is my 30-day online income jumpstart guide. This is a simple PDF that walks you through a four-week checklist to know what to do week one, week two, week three, week four, so that by 30 days into this plan, you will have made your first dollars online. On average, my students are making between $500 and $800 in the first 30 days when they apply this material. I've had students go crazy and make $30,000, $40,000. That's not typical. You will make that money eventually. But my goal for you is to follow this four-week plan and make your first few hundred dollars online. Proof of concept. Encourage the heck out of you. And then you will have built the foundations for an online business that can grow and scale. And you'll have more money to manage. And then you can make all the mistakes that I've made. And then you can come back to this episode and then manage that money well. So there it is. It's free. I'm going to link to it below if you're watching on YouTube or if you're listening on the podcast app of your choice, just go to grahamcochran.com slash jumpstart. That's grahamcochran.com slash jumpstart to get your 30-day online income jumpstart guide. It's free. All right, let's talk about money. I love talking about money and I want to help you out here. So again, as I go through these five common money mistakes that business owners are making, I'm going to, you're a business owner or you're wanting to be one. That's who I'm talking to. I want you to just pay attention. No shame, no condemnation. We all make mistakes. There's no one taught this to us. We're figuring out as we go. But see if there's at least one of these you're like, I'm not doing that or I need to to tighten that up a little bit. Then that's going to be your homework walking away from today. And I want you to just have something to apply to your personal finances and your business finances so that you can have health in those finances. You ready? Mistake number one, probably the most common I see business owners making with money is blending business money with personal money. It's a big no-no. 
Okay. This is hard, right? When you're just used to collecting a paycheck from your job, you have a W-2, you get a direct deposit, you make money, goes into your personal account, and then you manage your money from there, right? You pay your bills, you pay off your debt, you save for the future, whatever you're trying to do. When you become a business owner, you are creating a second entity. Now, to be clear, in, in the U.S., I'm going to speak to you. You do not have to create an LLC or an S-corp or a C-corp or any of these specific entities to be a business owner in most cases in the U.S. Uh, again, I'm not a tax accountant or an attorney, so you have to you know, talk to your own CPA to, to get the specifics for where you live, your own accountant. But in the U.S., at least, you can start doing anything. You can start selling paintings that you made. You can start mowing lawns and getting paid for it. You can start designing websites for people and getting paid for it. And you are operating as a sole proprietor, okay? That is a, an entity that the IRS will label you as. And there is a place on your personal tax return when you fill out the 1040 form or you have someone else do it at the end of the year or the beginning of the year for everybody. Normally, you're entering in your your W-4, whatever they give you, right? Uh, I haven't been an employee in years, so I forget what they give you. You enter that in. But if you have side income, there's a place called the Schedule C. It's a place on the tax return form, or if you're using the software, it'll ask you, hey, do you have a little side business? Have you made any money on the side in addition to your normal paycheck? And if you're like, yes, they're filling out that part of the form for you. And it's like, how much did you make? Bop, 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 bop. What expenses did you have? Bop, 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 because you don't get taxed on those expenses, which is great. So then they determine your taxable income from your side income, and then they apply what's called a self-employment tax, which is in the 30-some-odd percent. It's crazy. Um, and they tax you on that. So you don't have to create a separate entity to be a separate entity in the IRS's eyes. But what we want to do, the point of me saying all that, is that we want to treat our business as a separate entity as far as money flow and cash flow goes. You want to have separate bank accounts. So your job is to go get, if you don't already have one, a business checking account and a business savings account. You already have a, hopefully a personal checking account at a bank and a personal savings account at the bank. Well, now you want to open up a, a business checking and a business savings, totally separate. Even if you're a one person person business, even if you're a solopreneur, even if you haven't created an LLC, you still need a separate business checking account. And depending on what state you live in, you might have to, uh, you know, like register with the state. You might have to, like in Florida, there's an organization called Sunbiz. We have to file and register. It's a few hundred bucks a year. It's super cheap. File yourself as a DBA doing business as, or sometimes called fictitious names. So like when I started out, my name is still Graham Cochran, but I started out as a sole proprietor and I had a fictitious name in Florida called The Recording Revolution. So I'm going to do business as The Recording Revolution. That was the name of my business. And so I had to just pay that simple couple hundred dollars to be registered in Florida with that name. Um, and then that allowed me to go to my bank and say, look, I, I'm registered in Florida under the Recording Revolution and Graham Cochran's. Can I open up a business checking account? And they said, yes. Okay, that's all they wanted was that piece of paper. That's all the bank wanted. Every state's different. So find out what you need to open up a business checking account and a business savings account. And then here's the simple flow, my friend. All your business income, so if you get paid with PayPal or in, with checks or the Stripe account connected to your Kajabi, whatever, have that money deposit into your business checking account. And then if you have business expenses, Use a business debit card or better yet, a business uh, credit card that's tied to and pays out of that business checking account. Those are completely separate. Money goes in and goes out all to your business account. And then you can link the business checking account to your personal checking account to be able to take 
withdrawals for your paycheck when you pay yourself. That's the only way they should be connected. And the only time you should even touch personally that money that your business has is when you pay yourself. That's it. Okay. These these things should not mingle because the moment you start a business, whether it's one, just you, one person or a thousand people, you were, you were two entities. You were split. You are no longer you, the employee. You are now you, the employee, and you, the business owner. You now have two hats, whether you like it or not, whether things look that complicated or not. That happens the moment you make money as a business. You have to treat it like two hats, two people, two roles, your split personality, and that also means two bank accounts, okay? So again, just cannot beat this into your head enough. The biggest mistake you'll make is commingling the money. It's really hard to track. It's really hard to know you know, what your expenses were. It's hard to know how much you should pay yourself. It's hard to know if you're profitable or not. It's it's really bad if the IRS has questions about your taxable income and they come and they want to check. It's just hard for you to give them clear information. Like, look, here's my business expenses. Here's the money that came in. If it's all commingled in your personal account, it's just messy and hard. Save yourself the trouble, separate business checking, savings, and business credit card, ideally, worst case of business debit card, but get that business credit card as soon as you can. Okay, mistake number two. Speaking of paying yourself out of the business account is mistake number two is paying yourself too big of a salary. Okay. I want you, please hear me. I want you to make as much money as your heart's desire, right? So side note, we'll talk about this at another point. The more money you make, the happier you will not be. Okay. That's just, I'm letting you know, I've made a lot of money in my life and it has not made me happier. There's a, there's a point where I actually have peaked in happiness and I'm going to break this down at some point, but I do want you to make a lot of money. I want you to enjoy that money is what I'm trying to say, right? Money's not going to solve all your problems, but it's great. I'd rather have money than not. But, but hear me when I say a big mistake is too many people start making money and they start paying themselves way more than they should. And it's hard to know how much you should pay yourself, so it's an easy mistake to make. How, how would you know this? You haven't been skilled in payroll or setting budgets for employees because you've never been a business owner. So here's some things to think about. Let's imagine you started a business coaching people. You're a fitness coach. And you start helping people put together weight loss programs. You're doing one-on-one coaching. Maybe you start selling a course on Kajabi so you can scale it a little bit and not have to do just one-on-one. Either way, you're making some money. And let's say you are really consistently bringing in four to $5,000 a month, okay? The last few months, you're bringing about four to $5,000 a month. And you you were making $1,000 a month, but now you're doing something, something's working, you're making about four to $5,000 a month. Here's the mistake people make. They go, oh, I'm making about four to 5000 a month the last few months. I should pay myself three to 4000 Like, Like, not all of it because I have some expenses, but, but like most of it, I, that means I'm about a three to $4,000 a month paycheck kind of person. That's how much I'll pull out of the business and pay myself. Not so fast. Not so fast. That's, that's a quick way to tank your business and short circuit your ability to generate massive wealth down the road. Here's the problem. You cannot base your salary off of your good months. Imagine if you go to work for a company and they based all their salaries, projected salaries, to, that they feel that they could pay you and everybody else off of only their good months. How long is that going to work out? They pay all their employees really high salaries when the months are good. What happens when the months are bad? Because they are bad from time to time. We have seasonal businesses. We have economies that come and go. We can't control certain things. We have pandemics that happen. Oh, nobody saw that coming. What happens when income goes down for six months for the business, but now they're locked into paying all these employees these really, really high salaries that were based off of the high months. Oh, 
they start laying off people because they don't have the money to afford them anymore. So unless you want to have to lay yourself off, you cannot base your salary off of your good months. If you're super conservative, base it off of your bad months. If you're a little more like reasonable, you can base it off of an average of your good and bad months. So that's why the more data you have, more months of income, more than six months, let's say, the more realistically you can say, this is how much I can pay myself. Let me give you a hint. If you're unsure, pay yourself as little as you possibly can to start, right? Put on your boss hat, your business owner hat, your CEO hat, your HR hat, put on that hat and say, okay, Graham, that's the business owner, is going to look at Graham, that's the employee. What is the smallest amount I can pay Graham, the employee? That's fair for the work he's doing, but that ensures the health of the business so that I have enough money in the business, whether it's good or bad, to continue to pay him day in and day out because I'm taking on the responsibility of paying him and and he's going to support his family and put food on the table. So how can I commit to Graham to always pay him the salary if I don't know what the future holds? Because no business knows what the future holds. They can only do that by having cash reserves, which we'll talk about in a minute, but also by paying the lowest amount they can get away with that's based off of what they're actually making in bad months, not just in good months. So you see how this isn't about trying to be a cheapskate. This is about thinking long-term. So your job is to pay yourself little at first because you just don't know. Once you have a year of data under your belt, a year of income under your belt, you can say, wow, you know, this whole last year, I made $80,000. Some months I made 5,000, some months I made 1,000, it was all over the map, but I averaged 80,000. I think I'll grow a little bit next year. What's a reasonable salary I could pay myself based off of the data I have, keep it on the low end. And then if the next year you're, you're scaling way, way up, reevaluate, give yourself an annual review and increase your salary, but do it steadily. Don't pay yourself too big of a salary early on. It's just going to kill all the the margin in your business. That's going to prohibit you from doing all the other things that we need to talk about. Make sense? Okay. This side note, this is why I'm not a big fan of people saying like, I'm just going to quit my job and start this side business and go all in on it. As much as I love the idea and I understand some of the psychology of like just burning the ships and just going all in. If you put that kind of pressure on your fledgling new business and you need the money from your business, let's assume you don't have a ton of money saved up in cash that you can just burn for a year. If you need money out of your business, you will suffocate your brand new fledgling business before it has a chance to grow. It's like a little flame that wants to grow into a roaring fire, but you need the light from it. You need the flame from it so bad that you suck it out. You snuff it out before it ever has a chance to become this raging, roaring fire and I'm just not a fan of that. I would much rather you leverage your current source of income, diversify by starting this new source of income, pay yourself as little as possible from it and give it a chance to scale up so that it's a little healthier over here. Then you can make that ship jump at some point. Maybe it's not fully where you want it to be and sometimes you'll be half half your salary is paid for by the business, but it might be a safer, better opportune time to jump ship and then you won't snuff out the potential in your business. Mistake number three I see business owners making with their money is not having an emergency fund. And I've been guilty of this before myself. I've done this twice. I found myself in a season in both of my business where for whatever reason, I've like liquidated all the cash out of my business. And so what I have is just my business checking and I've got money coming in and money going out, but there's no emergency savings. That's only happened twice in the history of 13 years of my business. It's, it's me being arrogant 
me going, there's always money coming in. A lot of it's recurring. A lot of it's pretty dependable. Uh, and I'm just pulling all the profit out for certain things. It's not wise. It's not wise. And I made that mistake before. So I've tried to always course correct from that. And here's the goal. It's really, it's just like your personal finances. Everyone on planet earth should have at minimum three to six months of expenses, operating expenses in cash, meaning in your savings account, not physically in dollar bills or paper bills, although you can, but it's not a good idea. Keep it safe in a savings account. That's why you want the business savings account. So what is this number for you? Well, you add up all your regular costs in a month or a year because some expenses are a year. Like I pay my Kajabi bill annually because it's cheaper. So I have to look at that and divide that by 12 to just keep in mind that that bill doesn't come around every month, but it is something that I need to run my business. So what does it take to keep the virtual doors open? This is Kajabi if you use Kajabi or Teachable or whatever your course platform is. This is your website hosting if you aren't full Kajabi and you're still paying for hosting elsewhere. This is uh, any other tools you're using to run your social media or um, video editing tools or anything you pay for to operate your business. And then of course, this is any contractors or employees you have. If you have a VA that just checks your email for five hours a week and you're having to pay her or him, what does it cost to pay him or her? That's got to be in that monthly cost Everything but your salary, I would consider the operating costs. So add that up per month. What is that number per month? Is it $500 a month? Is it $1,000 a month? Is it $5,000 a month? Whatever it is, like if you had no money coming in, if all your income tr- like was dried up, but you still wanted to be able to keep the business running so that you have a chance to come up with some other offer or find some other way to make money, you still have to pay something each month to keep the doors open. For most of us, it's going to be really low because that's the great news about this type of business is that the operating expenses are so low. In my book, How to Get Paid for What You Know, one of the early chapters, I'm trying to explain why this knowledge commerce style business is the best business to be in. And I gave nine reasons. And one of those reasons is low operating costs, low overhead to run this business. So it, for many of you, it'll be in the hundreds. It won't even be in the thousands, which is amazing. But whatever that number is per month, times it by three to six. And depending on how conservative or risk-taking you are, whatever. If you want to be a little safer, times it by six, and then that's your amount. So if $1,000 is what it takes per month to run your business, you want between $3,000 and $6,000 sitting in your business savings account. So that's your first financial goal as you grow your business is to slowly put some money in there. You know, Or if you have a big launch, pull a chunk out of that, pop it in your business savings Okay, check, you've got that emergency fund. Why? Because there are going to be some slow months. There are gonna be some months where you need to pull from that to keep the business afloat. And you don't want the business to shut down just because you didn't have cash. A lot of businesses rely on lines of credit to be able to keep paying their employees or not even those employees, like to be able to buy shipments of their products to store. And you're basically creating your own line of credit. Instead of borrowing money from a bank, you're borrowing it from yourself at zero interest. It's the safest way to give yourself a line of credit is to have cash, okay? So you don't need a ton, but the more you have, obviously, the more secure your business is. And if you really want to be feel secure, if you don't have it in your personal, you should have a personal emergency fund as well so that if you lose your income, you can still pay your personal bills. So you keep those as separate. One is in your business to keep your business afloat. One is in your personal to keep your personal. You can still pay your rent or your mortgage. You can still buy groceries. You can still put gas in your car. You still give your chance of fighting, give yourself a fighting chance for three to six months to keep the business running and to keep your lifestyle running. That's what you need is some margin. That's all we're doing here. A lot of business owners are just running it, whatever it costs to run their business, and they have no cash sitting in the savings account. Don't be that person. 
Mistake number four. I almost wanted to do this first, but no one likes to talk about it. But this is a huge one. Not paying your taxes as you go. For the love of all things, please do not wait to the end of the year to pay your taxes. Please do not wait to the end of the year to pay your taxes. The reason I say that is, A, depending on your business structure, that might be illegal. Like They, they might fine you because they want your payment as you go. Like As an S-Corp LLC here in the U.S., I have to pay taxes, um, some of my taxes, every single month. And then I pay my estimated taxes from the personal side of things every quarter. But my point is, even if you're not required to, do not wait to the end of the year because why? Statistically, you will likely not have that money. If you wait to the end of the year, oh, I'm going to probably have a Black Friday sale. I'll probably have made more money by then and I can pay my taxes out of that excess, blah, blah, blah. If you're saying things like that, like I'll probably have enough, that's not how business owners think. I'll probably I'll probably be fine. That's not how Apple is thinking. That's not how Tim Cook at Apple is going, we'll probably be fine if we just, no. They have to operate a massive organization, so they have to operate out of integrity and out of intentionality. Okay, they're not winging this, especially when it comes to tax bills. Now, we could argue that some of these businesses are trying to avoid taxes in the U.S. and offshore accounts and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I mean, who can blame them in some degrees because they get taxed out the wazoo, um, but I'm not here to debate whether there's fairness there or not. The point is, we're talking about you. The last thing you want, and I've seen this happen to friends, students, you get to the end of the year, crap, I owe $5,000 in taxes or $10,000 in taxes. I don't have that. Well, now you got to work out some deal. Now you have a tax debt. Now you can work out deals with the IRS and pay them back eventually. But now you're in debt to the government, which is just stupid. So here's the thing. It's just very, very simple. Step number one, you can calculate what your taxes will be. It's just math. This isn't, this is not a guess. You don't even have to guess. Because there is a tax code that's very specific, and they've made it so easy online. There's tax estimation calculators. So how do you do that? Well, I can't tell you because it depends on which country you live in, and it depends on so many factors, but Google a tax calculator for your country, where you live, and it's going to ask you simple questions like, how much money do you make in a year? And so you're going to have to base it off of probably what you made last year or what you're projected to make this year. And you can make projections. And that's where it's going to be a little bit of a guess because I don't know exactly how the year is going to track out. But I can pretty much figure out a few months into the year how it's going to go, especially halfway into the year. I'm like, by the end of the year, I'll probably land at this number, give or take. That's fine. And then it's going to ask you questions about like if you have a mortgage or if you have dependents, which are kids, all these other things. It can figure out what your tax bill will probably be. And again, this isn't based off of your, your, your income top line that your business makes. Like you could make $100,000 a year in your business, but if you had $20,000 a year in expenses, you, you don't pay taxes on the full $100,000. You only pay taxes on the $80,000 that's left, right? That's the beauty of being a business owner is they don't tax you on everything you make. They only tax you on your profit. And so you, you can figure out your profit because you know your expenses. You should. Okay, so if I'm going to probably make $100,000 this year, it's looking like I'm pacing that. And I'm probably pacing about $10,000 in, in expenses. Then I'll probably pace $90,000 in taxable income. Okay, so then I'm working on $90,000. And then, okay, I'm married. I'm going to file jointly as married. I'll have two kids. Okay, I have a mortgage. And this is what my, you know, my interest is probably my mortgage. I have this. You just answer these questions. And it's going to tell you probably what your either amount that your tax bill will probably be. Or it's going to give you an estimated like net 
taxable percentage, right? Your, your, your effective tax rate is what they call it, your effective tax rate. So like I'm in the highest tax bracket there is in the US, but I don't pay that tax percentage on everything I make because there's deductions, I give money away, I have you know this or that. And so in the end, that overall percentage of all income made is lower. So it's gonna figure out what that percentage is. There's a lot of ways to calculate it. And then that's just facts. You can get those numbers in a few minutes and then you have to do something with those facts, which is every month I would take that percentage and set it aside in a separate savings account or go ahead and pay those taxes every month so that throughout the year you've been paying your taxes and you'll probably get close to zero. That's your goal as a business owner is zero. You don't want a tax refund. That means you paid too much tax to the government all year and you were letting them borrow your money without paying you any interest. That's stupid. So you don't want a tax refund, but you don't want to owe anything in taxes because then it just, it's, it hurts, right? I've had some years where I have an 80,000 to $90,000 tax bill when in the new year, I'm like, this is stupid, but mostly it's a product of my growth, rapid growth. And I wasn't paying enough and I'm trying to pay as I go, but it's a good problem to have, but it doesn't feel good to owe 80,000 in January. What you want is zero. You want to get to the end of the year when you calculate your taxes, you're like, oh, I don't owe anything and I don't get anything. That means I paid the exact right amount as I went. That is the goal. So please don't assume you're more profitable than you think. This goes back to paying yourselves too big of a salary. Oh, I'm paying myself. I'm living a great life. And then, oh crap, I don't have any money in savings. I'm having a down month. I should have paid myself less. Oh, I don't I haven't been paying my taxes either. So really you've been living off of the government's money all year that's not really good. They've been subsidizing your lifestyle and they're going to come after you. They're going to want their money back. So don't make that mistake. Pay your taxes as you go, please. And if you overpay, you'll get it back, but you don't have to overpay. So don't be fearful. You don't have to be afraid of the IRS. Like they, do you know this is a side tangent? Most of the IRS code is all about how to save money on your taxes. Like most of it is what the deductions are, the allowable deductions, meaning you'd be a fool to not try to save money on taxes. Please don't pay more than you should. But most people don't pay enough because they're just like, oh, I'll figure it out later. Figure it out now. And mistake number five, and this is gonna be a little counterintuitive. And I see business owners doing this, not enjoying your profits. I think one of the primary reasons you start a business is to enjoy the fruits of that business, which once you get started, not right away, but once you get started, you're, you're getting yourself, you're getting paid a nice salary from your business instead of a job, but you get more than the salary. I make way more in my profits. I mean, profit sharing distributions to the one shareholder. I own all the shares in my business than I do in a salary, right? Because my like that's the point of owning a business is you get disproportionate wealth. For, for the work you do. So the first question you have to ask yourself is, are you setting aside profit every month? Michael McCallowitz has a great book called Profit First, and you should read it if you're struggling in this area. But the premise is just so basic, it's, it's sad that it gets overlooked, is just like every month in your personal finances, you should set aside money and pay yourself first into a retirement account before you pay your bills. And the newsflash, if you're not doing that, you should do that. Otherwise, you're, you're living your life backwards financially. You're like, okay, made money. I got to pay my rent or my mortgage. I got to pay for groceries. I got to pay for this. got to pay off my debt. I hope I have money left over to, to save. No, you, you pay yourself first. You, you pull the money off first and put it in a retirement account. And then whatever's left is what you get to live off of. That's how you determine your lifestyle, right? So it's the same with your business. You should be setting aside profit every month first 
You should be profitable every month from day one. Even if it's only 10 bucks, you should be profitable from day one. Because here's what happens is if you're not profitable from day one, you, you could easily like fall into the trap of just allowing your expenses to grow because, oh, it's a tax write-off. Oh, it's a tax write-off, which makes no sense to me. What you're doing is literally just throwing your money away when you could be keeping it. You want to keep as much money as possible, keep your expenses as low as, as necessary. But so A, are you setting aside profits every month? You should. But then B, don't be too stingy with yourself that you, your business is growing and you're not enjoying the benefits of the business. Pay yourself a bonus regularly, at least quarterly, take a distribution, if not monthly, depending on how confident you are in the cash flow in your business. Um, if, if your money is up and down, then don't take it that regularly. Wait every quarter or every six months to pay yourself a bonus, but pay yourself the bonus and then use that bonus to enhance your life, right? Pay off debt. That's a benefit of having a business is you can pay off your debt faster. Take that trip you've wanted to take, right? And, and fly first class if you want to, right? That's one of the benefits. Invest, 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 invest. One of the great things about being a business owner is you can have more money to invest so you can build wealth faster, right? Buy a home. How do you save up for a down payment? Build a business. Having a side business that makes you an extra forty dollars to $50,000 a year in profit holy mackerel, there's a down payment for a house. Every year you could buy another house if you wanted to, if you wanted to get into investment real estate. But like, where, where, do, pe- where do normal people get an extra forty dollars to $50,000 that they could use to put down on a house? They don't, but you do because you have the power to build wealth. You have a business. So take that profit and use it to buy a home or use it to renovate your home or use it to buy a second home or replace a car. I just, I just we had a car, um, funny story. Like I have Kajabi has been paying me every month for like a bonus as like being their affiliate. So they've been paying for a lease, which has been fun. So we've been leasing a couple cars because they're paying the lease. Lease came up. Leases are stupid expensive now. I hate leasing anyway, but when someone else is paying for it, Hey, it's a free car. I was like, this is dumb. I can't even lease the same car for another three years for anywhere close to what I was paying for it. It doesn't make any sense financially. I'll just buy the car I want to buy. Okay. So I spent about $55,000 on a car. Where does that $55,000 come from? I pay myself a bonus and then I can go pay cash for a car. That's why you have a business to do crap like that. It's so cool. Normal people can't do that, but you can. So what I would, I would hate for you to do is be very fiscally wise and conservative and then never reap the benefits of your business. So this goes back to really even deeper questions like what do you want out of life? Why, why do you have a business in the first place? Um, what are your financial goals? And those financial goals should be tied to life goals because money is not the means. It's just, a, it's not the end. It's a means to an end, right? It's a tool to get something you need or want. So what is really the life you want to live? And what does it cost to live that life? It's probably a lot less than you think. I'll tell you that. And then, okay, then can we use our business to help fund that life? It's very simple, but sometimes we have to just take a step back and look at why we got into this in the first place. So I want you to enjoy it, right? I enjoy the money in my business, I want you to enjoy the money in your business. Even if it's just a $2,000 bonus you pay yourself and you just take a nice trip or stay in a nice hotel for the weekend, like for your anniversary, do that. That's what the money's for. Be generous to yourself, okay? Don't be stingy. All right, my friend. Those are the five common money mistakes I'm seeing business owners make. Blending business money with personal money, paying themselves too big of a salary early on, not having an emergency fund, not paying taxes as you go, and not enjoying your profits. 
If you are watching on YouTube, comment below right now, which of those five money mistakes is the one that spoke to you? You're like, that's the one I'm making. Write it down below. I've made all of them, all of them, okay? So no shame, no condemnation. Let's just have a healthy discussion so we can be healthier in our business finances so that our lives and our families can prosper, amen? All right, thank you for hanging out today. And like I said, if you need a tool to actually go make some money this month in your business or start that business and you're ready to start that side hustle, I, even though I hate that term, you know what it's, it's all about. I've got the tool for you and it's free. It's my 30-day online income jumpstart guide. Just download it, grahamcochran.com slash jumpstart. Pick it up, build that business in the next 30 days, put money in your pocket and let's do the thing. Have an amazing rest of your week. I'll see you on another episode real soon. <laughs>